0: Welcome to pursuit of relentless podcast. It is Elena here, your host. And today I'm loving, loving, loving having a conversation <laughs> with Donna today. Um, she owns a company called vibrant living and I'll tell you our conversation yesterday was awesome. So I'm super blessed to have her on the show. Thank you for joining us, Donna.
1: My pleasure. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yay. Well, I am super excited to have you here today. I would love to hear your story, uh, how you got started in business, what drove you to start Vibrant Living?
1: Isn't it amazing how things get started that we never planned? Most of the time that I was raising my kids, because they're married now, I was doing um, different volunteer work, and and my husband and I also had um, a side business He worked for UPS um, until he retired after 30 years. So that was enough. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> and I had always been in some capacity mentoring um, people or in church settings, we'd call it discipling and that kind of thing. And I always had a heart to help people through difficult times. Um, and I had uh, been working as a realtor, not really loving it. And knowing that that I did it to make money, you know, those things when you need to eat, <laughs> Uh, But it wasn't my heart passion. And so I had started a part-time job. Now you've got to get the picture here. My my husband and I have a company that I am doing a lot to run. I'm a realtor full-time and I take a part-time job. (laughs) And I took the part-time job because I thought it would be that passion thing that's in our heart that we really want to do. And so things were going well, you know, and I had put all my hopes and all my dreams and eggs in this basket. And this was going to be the thing that was going to do that, whatever it was that I wasn't sure about, but I knew there was something more in my heart and the management changed after a period of time and we were not, there was a lot of conflict and they ended up letting me go now. I still remember, you know, events in your life when you remember the date, what the weather was like, the time of day. It was one of Smell these. Smell
0: in the office. Of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. it was March 30. It was March 31st, and where I live, it was raining one of those sideways freezing rains, and it matched my face uh-huh. as I left. I was truly looking back. I was shocked how devastated I felt. Um, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I had no dreams. I had no worth. had no value. It was one of those really low points. Um, But as I told you yesterday, that was the worst day, but really the best day of my life. Because through that process, I was able to really dig deep on what I wanted to do. Now that I'm all grown up, my kids are raised, I got grandkids, and I'm not really wanting real estate. What do you want to do with your life? Who do you want to really be known for? What is your heart passion? And through that process, Vibrant Living International was born. I went back to school and I realized I had been laid off. So I really didn't have the finances. Didn't believe I had the finances to do it. Did it anyway. Said, we're going to figure it out. And I went back to school to be certified as a coach. I have three coaching certifications now and um, continue my education as far as helping and implementing and self and helping people to grow. So that's how I got here to Vibrant Living. That's
0: amazing. Helping people grow is so incredibly powerful. And that's one of the main reasons I started the show is the fact that my journey was so messed up. (laughs) And I was like, Whoa, if I can take this pain and agony and frustration and put it into something that's going to help someone else, because that's what I want to do. How powerful can that be? Right. So you were talking about how it's like the best day and the worst day of your life. Yeah. It's so true to go from, Hey, this is what happened and in the moment, you feel that gut-wrenching agony where you're like, my life is never going to be the same. It's going to be awful. You just stay in that mindset for a little while. And when you get out of that, you're like, okay, this happened. I cannot change <laughs> the past. What's next? What can I learn from it? Uh, what do I need to take away from this lesson? And you can go from having no the feeling of no value and the feeling of someone stealing your dreams and going, man, who says that you can have control of my dreams? (laughs) You know, like, who are you to think that you tell me what I'm worth and what I'm not worth? Yeah. You know, I get angry about that
1: stuff. It is is strange how we let other people's opinion and it's an opinion. It doesn't mean it's true.
0: Yes. It's their perception Um, of
1: us. Equate our value of what we offer to the world. And we don't know what filter that stuff's coming through. It's their perception of situations as well. And so that I call, I actually have a label to the stuff you just said. (laughs) Because I walk through through this every day. I call it building our understanding superpower. Cool. And that is developing the understanding that no matter what occurs in our life, because we can't control the circumstances, but we can use that to grow and to change. I call it gifts wrapped in sandpaper.
0: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So true. So I just this morning finished reading the book Winning by Tim Grover and his last Last sentence, like his, the title of his last chapter is Winning is Everything. Winning is Everything. And he says, when it comes to winning, you cannot have a win without a loss, right? Because there's no such thing as winning if there's no such thing as losing. So right. when you're going into a situation with that mindset and you're like, hey, how can I win the day? Or how can I, you know, be my best self today? Or how can I help someone else today have a better life? You can look at what you've learned in your journey and go, hey, maybe this person's struggling with this issue. And then you can try and help them work through that themselves. Because if you just do the push-ups for the person, they're not going to lose weight, right? So little things like that, if we can teach a man to fish versus giving him a fish, then it's so powerful. So I love what you're saying, yep. building your own understand- understanding. Oh man, that's so good.
1: Yeah. My uh, signature program, you're going to love this title is turning your baggage into luggage so you can live the life you've always dreamed. And so baggage thinking is why'd this happen? This isn't fair. This isn't just, this isn't Right. They were wrong. How can they treat me like this? And when I stay in that place, I just keep it. I drag it around with me. But luggage thinking in my acro- my analogy is I can't change the past. You said this in your own words, but yeah. I can use it to grow and to become and to help others. It's part of us. But it doesn't have to define us. Uh-huh. Your past does not have to define your future unless you let it. Uh-huh. And I so, love that learning to search for the gift and is is. I have steps for all of this because I teach this. Uh-huh. <laughs> search for the gift, and sometimes it's really hard to find the gift when you're hurting. But if you just get the attitude, it's here. I don't know if you've ever. This is an old story. It isn't mine at all. It's talking about two kids putting in two rooms full of poop <laughs> and one little kid sits in the corner and cries. And the with the little girl knocks on the door and said, can I have a shovel? And they, why do you want a shovel this much poop? There's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's it's not, it's not a true story, but the point is, is when there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that we don't like, look for the gift. She was looking for her pony. So look for it. No matter what you've been through, there's gifts that we can learn to grow and become better Mm -hmm. and keep a bigger picture in mind. We think we, when you're there, it felt like my whole life might've been over and we have, and you think that I I feel like it's silly to say that about losing a job because I faced some bigger things in my life, but my emotions were devastated that day. And if I had thought about what do you want to do with, which I've, begin to do? What do you want to do with the rest of your life? This isn't just one incident. This doesn't have to be your whole life. So pick your feet, your eyes up off your toes and look up. Yeah. And then another part is compassion for others and forgiveness. That was a hard one sometimes, but when I forgive them, I get set free. Mm-hmm which is really what forgiveness is. It sets me free. Doesn't mean what they did was okay. It doesn't mean it was all right. Um, But learning to walk in their shoes a little bit and forgive and let it go so that you can totally be free Uh and then get help, get a coach, get support. I got a coach at that point. Never, I'd had mentors in my life, but never had a coach that really dig deeper into what belief systems did I have about myself that that devastated me so much? And how to really turn my baggage from my past further back than that into luggage that I can be impacting women all around the world?
0: Exactly. I love that. I also got fired from a job one time and was absolutely devastated because I'm such an achiever. And I'm like, yes, I'm absolutely. Good at I like to think I'm good at everything, I'm clearly not good at everything. <laughs> But I'm me like, too. anything I set my mind to, I know I can't yes. give it my all, you know? So I was working as a shipper receiver. I like helped them implement systems in their tracking and all that kind of stuff. I did really good cleaning. The guys like me, the guy in the office, however, literally came up to my face and said, you do what you told, you're my bitch. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm your bitch? Like, that's not how you treat your employees. And this was when I was like Twenty-one, And I'm oh sitting my. going, I thought I was doing a good job. You know, like, what do you mean? You want me to go and do all this stuff and you're treating me badly and all this kind of stuff. And the only reason I took that job is because I was desperate, like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. desperate. So right. the guy used to make me go to his aunt and uncle's house and clean it. I'd have to clean their gutters. I'd have to do their landscaping. I would have to go and fuel their vehicles with the company card. And then he'd try to pin it on me for stealing from the company. Little things like that. So I had a conversation with his boss and then I got fired because I told on my boss, you know what I mean? And then I was like devastated. I was like, oh my gosh, I lost my job. Oh, this is the end <laughs> of the world. <laughs> and then I look back and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Did I really want to work for someone who literally told me I'm a bitch? No, clearly I don't want to do that. You right. know, so I'm like, again, you shift it you go, okay, well, I right. had all of these hardships and I had these struggles where I questioned myself. And I went, why are they making me do this stuff? And I thought that I was the one in the wrong because I got fired. And then I realized that getting fired for insubordination just means that they don't like you. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I went to labor board and got it sorted out. And the guy still has his job. So I'm like, all right, well, clearly they don't care if he's stealing from the company and making people do bad things, you know? So if you have been fired, just know not every time it's your fault for doing something wrong. Sometimes you get fired for doing the right thing as well. Absolutely. And I think absolutely true. Reflecting on those moments and just going, okay, why did that happen for me? Why did that happen for me? And going back and going, okay, what did I learn from that situation? I learned that doing the right thing every single time will turn out regardless, because if I just continued yes. working there, imagine where I'd be today. I wouldn't be a financial advisor. I wouldn't be a podcaster. I wouldn't be living the life that I have. No. Today. I'd be still sitting there making 20 bucks an hour doing grunt work with this guy flexing. his Being, some, being somebody's like a- bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no thanks. You know, yeah.
1: I'm like, well,
0: oh, I'm just so grateful that I got fired. Although in that yes. moment, it felt like my it world did not was feel like, like it. well,
1: absolutely. exactly. And I'm an overachiever too. And everything I've done that I put myself into, I do well. Mm. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why it was so hard is like, I have worked overtime. I have done all kinds of things and, you know, it just, anyway, but it's a matter of opinion on what people get along with. Sometimes it's people just don't get along with you. And it isn't necessarily you. And then sometimes we actually make mistakes and lose our jobs, but that doesn't, you made a mistake. Even if that was the case for somebody listening, you learn from it. It does not need to define the rest of your life, no matter what it was. So, you know, begin to search and say, what do I really want? I, uh, I love um, chapter two of Stephen Covey's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read that in my 20s and it's influenced my whole life because it talks about beginning with the end in mind. And it has you write your own eulogy. What are people going to say about you? Right. Um, and so that's that's exactly what you said is, who do, who do I want to be known by? What do I want to stand up for? And what is my passion? And if it's difficult to move into that, what's a baby step I can take? Yeah, one What's one step. thing that I could do to begin to do it? When we launched our property management and home renovation company, I went to the library because I couldn't, there wasn't no really no degree for that. I checked out every book the library had on property management and home renovation stuff on how to run that kind of company. And I got an education and I've been doing it for 20 years almost. Mm-hmm. So you can learn, you can do, you. there's all all kinds of ways. And that was, you know, the internet was just kind of taken off 20 years ago. <laughs> right. yes. So this was, this was an online learning. Mm-hmm. So learning that we can do and not have to be defined by whatever labels have been put on us.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about having the end goal in mind and just really focusing on what it's going to take to get there. Because when you know exactly what you want to do, like for me, my goal this year is to retire my husband. He doesn't want to retire, (laughs) you know, but that's my goal is to be able to support our family on simply my income. So that when we have a family, Mm -hmm. for instance, maybe he takes a little bit of time off and enjoys being at home with his family because he works so, 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 so hard that I'm like, I want to be able to give that to him because he gave that to me for the last five years. You know what I mean? So I'm like, just think of how cool it's going to be when we're at the place that we actually want to be. But at the same time, being in the present moment, going, thank you for everything that I've learned, everything that I've encountered. And sometimes it's hard to get through that stuck spot without help. And I did a coaching call yesterday with Jody Hardy. and uh, Her and I have been working together since I interviewed her on my podcast to do nutrition coaching. And she told me the funniest thing. And you and I are a lot alike. And I think that you'll love this. Um, so I know the guests will too. So she went, Lena, throw your routine out three times this week. She said, just do it in a different order like mess with your head. She said, because you're in too much of a consistent, like you're too consistent and you're making it monotonous and it's going to get boring and you're not going to want to do it. And so she said, instead of having a coffee with uh, your um, morning reading, she said, go for a walk first and then come back and have a water or a tea or something like that. She said, just throw yourself off, have a coffee after instead of starting your day with that or uh, do your workout in the evening instead of in the morning. She said, just have some fun with it. <laughs> like, uh, that gives me anxiety just to think about because I'm like, I have perfected it. Like it's so good. It makes me feel good. And she's like, nope. <laughs> she's like, you want a next level? Get uncomfortable. Like get out of that zone. Because what's gonna happen when things aren't perfect? And you still yeah. have to do all of those things in a day um, that you've told yourself that you have to do. She said, throw out the checklist, do what makes you feel good. But, no, I know. I'm like such a list person. And I'm like, okay, well, let's are good, but she said, if you're just trying to check boxes, you're not going to go anywhere. She said, checking boxes is not going to help you when you're actually in the pursuit of your dreams and pursuit of relentless is what I call it, right? You're in the pursuit of relentless Mm -hmm. yourself. And that's the journey that you're on. Sometimes you have to do things that make you seriously, seriously uncomfortable. (laughs) even if it's not having coffee for a week or cutting out gluten. And then she goes, well, how come you think gluten's bad for you, right? It's a yes or no kind of question. Do you eat gluten or not? And I said, well, I'm struggling with not eating gluten. And she's like, well, then eat gluten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you are if you think that it's going to help you, great. But if it's not something that's um, thriving with your body, then don't do it, you know? And it's the same thing when it comes to business and relationships and all that kind of stuff. If it's just the same thing, over and over and over and over again. Yeah. There's that certainty spot there for you, but are you growing if it's just always the same thing?
1: Absolutely. My, uh, one of the things my coach said is, is what are you going to do to be spontaneous? Mm. What are you doing every week to be spontaneous? And I looked at her with all seriousness and I said, I plan my spontaneity.
0: You <laughs> <Me> do. <laughs> It's so bad. I'm like, Sundays. Oh, that's a wild one. I don't schedule things on Sundays. She's like, but you still do all the things that you would have done. I was like, yeah, but I don't schedule it. She's like, uh, <laughs> just shakes her head. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> like I got work to do. Right. But all these people go, oh, Elena, you're just, you're such a high achiever. Like we can never live up to what you're doing. I'm like, no, I'm a normal person just doing the stuff that I've been told to do. I'm like, how hard is it to add reading into your day? It takes half an hour to read 10 pages. It used to take me a a lot longer. But this morning I got lost in my book, read 24 yeah. pages. I was like, Oh, okay. But when you create this life for yourself, you don't even have to think about it, right? It just naturally, you're just naturally gonna get up and you're gonna read and you're gonna walk and you're gonna, you know, do the things that you do every day and everyone's gonna be different. But I think that when you understand having a little, I call it an earth-shaking moment where you're like, oh, I have to deal with this. (laughs) uh, It is turning your baggage into your luggage, right? Because you're going, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I have to be perfect doesn't exist. So let's go from I need to be perfect To what can I do today to get me closer to my goals? Right. And who can I inspire? and who can I help, right?
1: Right. So
0: any other tips that you'd give people when it comes to living a more vibrant life and just like being more energized and having fun?
1: The more that we process our baggage, the more authentic we can be. Mm -hmm. One of my mentors said, Donna, through this process, she said, you're a gift to the world and everyone listening is a gift to the world. But she said the person who's going to be so the most surprised when the gift is open is you. Yes. Because you, if you think about yourself 10 years ago, you are totally surprised. That person 10 years ago would be totally surprised of who you are today. Yes. And because you put intentionality and effort into growing mm-hmm. and being different. And so it's being that it's like willing to, Oh, the other thing that I really love is call it is I call it the growth mindset or the way that our world is set up is a failure mentality. It's like, anytime I do something new, I need to do it. Perfect. The first time, right. well, if you live with that, you don't ever try anything new. Um, And so learning how to face it as everything is growth. I mean, when we learned to ride a bike, we fell down Uh and it hasn't changed. When I first started doing Facebook lives, We're not that great, you know, and it's like every time you're learning and you're growing and being willing to embrace that makes you discover the gift that you are to the world and to yourself, to your family. And it just makes incredible difference to find out to really be uh, who am I anyway and be authentic.
0: Yeah authenticity i have it written up here yep wish i could uh, maybe i can it says the quality of being genuine real the second meaning of authenticity uh the origin supported by unquestionable evidence verified. Three, one's true nature or beliefs. It says find out who you are and do it on purpose. So yeah, I have on my vision absolutely. board, every single day I look at that and I go, am I being authentic today? What absolutely. makes me, me? What emotions yes. do I want to feel on a daily basis? Right? Yes. Like there's just, there's so much to learn and <laughs> the growth journey just never ends if you like right. really pursue it. And like you said, being intentional about it.
1: Yeah. I've learned to use intention and in what do I want this phone call to go? Look like what do I want this interview to go like? Everything it's like using intention to decide how you want to be in every situation, and then and not and that is being proactive as opposed to reactive to the world situation. I'm choosing who I'm going to be. You may be nasty to me, but I'm not going to be that back. Couldn't we all do a dose of kindness in the world today and and like be less reactive? And all of that is who I want to be as a person. And so for everyone listening is who do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? And then begin to do that. Mm
0: -hmm. It's writing your life sentence. John Maxwell talks about it in one of his books as well. I think it's, uh,
1: I'm pretty sure
0: it's either the 360 degree leader or it's the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. One of those two books, it talks about what you were talking about in the how to win friends and influence people book, but it's literally writing your life sentence of how you want to be remembered and then asking yourself if that's the person that you're authentically being to Today. Absolutely. That's such a powerful exercise to do, yeah. <laughs> like writing your own obituary of this is what this person did to impact the world yeah. because life is not certain. We don't know when our last breath is. It yep. could be in 35 seconds and it could be in... 35 years. Could be in a hundred years. You never know. But although I did just do some weird research and find out that there's a guy who's like a hundred and two hundred and fifty-six years old or something insane like that. And I was like, interesting. Uh, there's so much that we need to learn. I just totally got sidetracked, but it reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when you're when you're sitting there going, "Who am I becoming?" Right? Mm-hmm. I did the exercise that Mike Bauer was talking about with uh, I think that's his last name, Mike Bauer, I believe, with Ed Milet. And uh, he in that interview said, "Who is your best self?" And write down, draw yourself a picture, name it. This is my best self. Write down the qualities that that person has. So, mm-hmm. leader, right? Uh, respectful, kind, right? Yes. Worthy. All of those kind of words. I like to say world shape. You know, I like to yes. make, make a little bit of noise. Uh, and then do the same thing and name your worst self. So who is your worst self? Who is your best self? So for me, my best self is excellencia bell. And I named her that because it means excellent and beautiful and French. So I'm like, huh. And then my worst self is Susan Promedio. And that is just like, damn it, Susan. You know, <laughs> like that's that's my worst self. And and then you list the traits of what those things are gonna mean to you. So like at my worst self, I'm lazy you know, I'm not focused. I'm just like depressed and, you know, not feeling good about myself in those moments. That's when I ask myself, what am I doing to get to where I'm going? Because if I stay stuck in this place of self-hatred or self-sabotage, it is not serving us at all. So maybe you snap out of it by looking at those pictures of yourselves, right? The good self, the bad self, you know, they're both Mm -hmm. in there and asking yourself who you are choosing to be today
1: in this moment right now? Yeah, to me, I I love that. If I can take it a step further in my perspective, your good self is who you really are. Your bad self is a lies when you're believing the lies. Um, and I agree, one yes. hundred percent,
0: believing yes. the lies. And some of the ta- <laughs> some of the time, the lies aren't actually your own thoughts. Absolutely, what people have said to you, "It's oh, you can't do this," or "What are you doing? What are you thinking?" Bah! Like it's the negative Nancys that we all have, we all know that are trying to discourage us from our goals and dreams versus is pushing us forward. Like I, yesterday, I know my husband loves me (laughs) and I know he can hear me right now. So I'll tell you a little (laughs) story about last night. He said, Elena, you try and control conversations too much. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I was sitting there thinking, going, I bet I do. (laughs) Because, you know. And I'm like, maybe that'll help me improve in being a better podcaster or being a better financial advisor. Because if I listen, instead of trying to drive the conversation, maybe there's something that I'm going to pick up on because I'm observing instead of trying to produce or create, right?
1: Yes. The overachiever in us.
0: (laughs) How can people curb that though? Like, what are your thoughts? What can people do to kind of just like chill out and relax and go, okay, no, all is well. We're going to do good.
1: When I'm overachieving and I'm in that mindset, it, it I am focused on me. Um, and as a life coach, everything I have to do is got to be focused on them. Yeah. And so when you're interviewing and when you're with clients, it's, I have nothing to prove is words that I say to myself. I have nothing to prove. I just need to listen to them and be who I am. So I can be an overachiever and be quiet and listen and observing and still achieve. But I really don't need to be an overachiever. I just need to achieve what I need to do. I don't have anything to prove. Does that make sense? It's like the overachiever feels like if I don't achieve, my worth is not that great. Yes. To me.
0: Oh, let's stay on that for a minute. <laughs> I'm
1: like, that's totally me. Uh,
0: it's so frustrating. And I learned that a lot earlier in my life than I wish I did. But um, I actually wish that I learned it sooner so that I could value myself more. But I was in a really abusive relationship and it was like mental and physical. But like just going through that situation and understanding how some people think and seeing what a manipulative person does to try and make you feel like you're the problem, it just disintegrates your self-worth. And you sit there and you go, oh, I don't deserve a better life. This is all I'm going to be good for. I'm never going to be able to achieve these things. And they just steal our energy and our power. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, I did that for four years. So the fact that it took me two years to get back out there and go, okay, I'm ready for a relationship again. (laughs) You know, it took me a long, long time and meeting my husband to go, okay, not everyone is evil, you know, and sometimes we stay in those places, those super dark places for too long. and. And all we have to do is get out of it and easier said than done. But when you're able to connect with people, like you said, get a coach or get, have a friend or have a counselor, you know, like go get help and don't be ashamed of that. I think that's really important because when you're in those kind of situations, you don't really understand how it's going to impact you until 10, 20 years later, you know, and you're like, Oh, I really did mess that up. Or I should have got out of there a long time ago. I should have listened to my family, but I didn't right. Because I needed to learn that lesson from. Myself, so I think if people are in a negative mindset or they're in a relationship that's not serving them, or I don't know, a job that they hate, reevaluate, man. Like, is this what you want with your life? Do you want to deal with this situation for the next twenty-five years? Probably not. You know, probably not. Probably not. So, any you know, advice
1: so if in that situation? Well, I want to go back and just reiterate uh, just a second what I had, what I was trying, the point I was trying to make about being an overachiever. It doesn't mean that I don't have big goals. That may be bigger than somebody else's, but if I feel the need that I have to overachieve, I'm always doubting my worth. Mm. That's when I make my worth equal to my performance. So it's just remembering that your worth isn't just dis- actually your worth isn't defined by uh, you- what you achieve. Your worth is defined by the person who created you. Yeah. And I always have to remember that when I am feeling pressured. One of my coaches said a really powerful thing: is is that whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or pressure, you are actually visualizing and picturing in your mind something not going well. Interesting. Now, if you think about times in your life when you felt pressure and overwhelmed and even leaving relationships as part of this whole picture, you're picturing if I leave them, something bad will happen. Um, If I change from this job to go entrepreneur, I'll fail. That's probably what I'm picturing. And so learning that you using those as red flags to say, I'm feeling pressured and overwhelmed. What am I believing? Mm. What am I picturing? And do I want that? And if I don't, what do I want instead? Because most of it is probably believing a lie. Yeah. Failure is generally an illusion because you learn from everything you grow from. So as far as leaving relationships and leaving situations, whether it's a job that's abusive or whatever situation that it's abusive is, I want you to hear me today that you are worth more. You are not equal to somebody else's opinion. And if you feel that longing to do something different, there is always answers and resources. There is always a way. One of my coaches said to me, and I got, got up and said this every day, success is inevitable. I'm going to proceed as if success is inevitable instead of proceeding as if, as if failure is inevitable. <laughs> yeah. And so everything that I do, I am taking it one baby step today because success is going to happen at whatever I'm determining success is, Um, whatever my goals and dreams are, is is I'm going to take a baby step toward it because I'm going to be free from this. I'm going to be, and if you're in an abusive relationship, be careful because your phone's being read, your emails are being looked at, all of that. You do have to be cautious, but there is always a way. Mm -hmm. And there are millions of women who've escaped abusive, narcissistic relationships and you can too. Yeah.
0: And just know, that there are so many people out there that want to help you. Absolutely. Oh, like so many people who are like, let me, let me at them. them. And I'm like, no, just delete out of my life and take the lesson I learned and multiple lessons I learned. And I was talking about it in my last podcast too. I wrote a letter to my ex and like literally said, thank you for everything that you taught me that I don't want in a relationship. And I didn't mail it. I just did that for myself. And I lit it on fire. (laughs) Because it's like my ceremonial closure, just going, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to give him all the grace that I can and just go, okay, well, I did that to myself. I put myself in that situation. I chose to be there. I chose not to change it, you know, and just going, owning it and going, okay, I don't have to be this way anymore. I don't have to live this life. I can choose to have a better life. Absolutely. Any uh, closing messages for this
1: lovely girl? I think there was a lot of nuggets in all of that um, for people to to take away. And I think my closing will be with what I said before is is whatever you are facing, a pursu- pr- um, relentless pursuit, I'm saying it wrong, pursuit of relentless yeah. is the same thing as getting up every day and a, act and behaving as if success is inevitable. Yes. Making choices as if you're going to make it, you're going to achieve, you're going to be the person that you really want to be. That I think if you do that, your life will change. Probably. Love it.
0: Thank you so much for today. I know everyone got so much out of that interview. I did <laughs> for sure. And uh, I'd like people to get more access to you. So where can they find you?
1: Well, iVibrant Living is my website. iVibrantLiving.com. I am a life mastery coach. That's prim- my primary focus, and helping people to rise above the disappointment and pain of life, so they can actually live the life they've always dreamed. Um, I'm all. I'm also on social media, so my name will be in the show notes. You can take a look at it. You can find me in any of those places. Message me, DM me, and I would love to hear from you. And um, I have lots of resources too that are free on my website. Amazing.
0: I know everyone's gonna go get access to that. So thank <laughs> you again for you know doing that work for us and helping us work through this stuff for ourselves as well. I look forward to staying connected and watching along your journey too. So thanks again for today. I really do appreciate your time. I know everyone, again, got a lot of value from today. So if you guys did, make sure you're sharing the show, give it a rating or a review. I'd really appreciate that. We don't run ads. We make sure that we're doing everything holistically and just giving value where it's due. So thanks. You guys have an awesome day. That's perfect. Thank you. Closing out for today. Bye guys.